Come on, bro. Oh, let's go. Come you, on. Are bro. you ready, bro? I'm feeling good, bro. Are yes, you ready? I am. <laughs> let's go, bro. All right, yo. What's up? It's your buddy Starks. Starks Artist. You're tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Gotta have y'all back. Happy to see y'all another here. week. One Happy more. Happy to see and y'all here. And if, hey, yes, if, if you're new here, welcome. This is just a different podcast. Uh, you're listening on the podcast app. Leave a rating and review for us real quick. It ain't going to take too much of your time. Up. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Hit the post notification bell so you can see when we post every week. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Not for sure. Well, we we at the end of the month. We at the end of May. End of May, getting, man. Getting into summer. Like, you know, June, June, July, that's summertime. We hitting. It's, it's coming birthday, this year. Birthday in June. Birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. Top of the month. Top of the month. Top, top of the month. I totally forgot. June yeah. We, so we go. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. But I know a, lot, a lot's about to be going on happening uh, this summer. Sure. So if you got any conferences, anything that's taking place, definitely hit us. Let, Let us, us know, know so we can see if we can slide through. And for actually, sure. I don't know. I was thinking about this. You know how we, it's been a minute, but we used to tease a lot about like doing a tour, oh, right? Doing a, uh, doing a tour where we did live shows and you know, I'm always overthinking stuff. So I'm like, ah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know if we're big enough or if we can do it mm. yet. So I guess we have to wait until next summer to make it happen. So a while wait though. That's a long, that's a long, it that's is, a long way. It it's is. like 12 months an entire year. So, um, but I was thinking, I mean, maybe we can do like, I don't know, at least like one. A little pop-up. We we'll call it a pop-up uh, show or something. I mean, we, I mean, you give an advanced notice, but oh, I think yeah, we're doing, like, <laughs> doing, doing like uh, one or two, maybe. That sounds I, good. I feel like that'd be feasible. So, but let us let us know what y'all think about that. Right? And let us know where y'all at, too. Yeah, where, and, and we have to figure out where we want to do it at. Do of course, it. too. Yeah. Yeah, so like, let us know what y'all think about that, because I'm thinking it, w- it would be nice that like, we have like maybe some type of artist come in, right, mm. that we're all familiar with. I'm not going to name any names. I don't know who it would be. Right? We'll but, see. Have someone come in, do like the, do the set before we come on, yeah. right? And then we'd be like the main show. Y'all would see like the live, a live like recorded episode. Mm-hmm. We, probably, we interact with y'all during that. I think that'd be really, really dope. For sure. And then of course afterwards have like a little meet and greet. Meet and greet. Have the stands for like all the merch. Um, and then also make, you obviously have food and stuff there. So who knows? I don't know. It sounds it sound, it sound, it sound smooth. It sounds very smooth. So we'll, 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 we'll see, see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. See what takes place. So th- let us know what y'all think. We got to figure in what city should we come to? That's the thing. That's the figure thing. it out. No, yeah, but we'll, we'll get it figured out. I was, you know, I'll just be thinking out loud. But yeah. without further ado, let's get straight into let's it. Go. Let's go. Let's tap in. So today what we're going to be talking about, we've mentioned before in a few other episodes, uh, really briefly, we've never done it like uh, an entire episode on the topic itself. We've mentioned it in there's grace for them. And basically talking about how to interact with like the body of Christ, like believers and Christians. And particularly whenever you're receiving like any type of like hate, criticism, judgment, or them trying to put shame on you. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, So yeah, today we're just going to be talking about like church hurt uh, or church disappointment for that matter, because what I've learned is like just, you know, studying it, listening to other people, my own experiences that a lot of church hurt is really tied to broken expectations. That's good. Right. So you're stepping into any type of setting, whether that be a youth group, there would be a church, whether that be you just interacting with uh, other believers and what are you, you're what are you expecting to receive? Right. You're expecting to receive love, mm-hmm. care, yeah. joy, typically genuine, like compassion, concern and empathy for like where i've been right my past uh who i am my purpose and where god's taking me but it's just like uh what happens when you're met with the complete opposite of that Mm. right and this proclaimed like place of grace somehow turns into a house of judgment and it's like okay what these things that i expected 
that these these people are proclaiming to be is like completely different from the reality that I have. Yeah. And so, okay, what happens when the very people who are called to love, supposed to be known for it, don't love you back? Right when this is the, when this is a place I'm coming uh, for for my last resort, right where I'm supposed to be receiving these things yeah. that I don't even experience from them, you know, because some people are coming to the church and it at times, not always, but this could be like the last. The, I'm I'm already receiving hate from the world already, right? Our, our judgment from them. I don't fit in in any category mm-hmm. in any group here, and like this is the place where okay, this is the the, the place of hope, the place right. of grace, the the place you know that are for the lost and for the broken. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yo, that's not even what y'all really live in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this expectation can come from really how I believe I will be treated by people, but also what I expect from like the leadership of these different places. Yeah. You know, like, cause sometimes leaders can like move out of character of the position they were really intended to uphold. So we see this a lot whenever we see like scandals or when leaders fall, where they fall into like sin or using scripture to manipulate the people that they're over right and for their own agendas or just not operating uh in the space as a shepherd like they're called to um and that and that can hurt as well like not only from like just the people i'm interacting with that i call family but like from the shepherds the shepherds that are supposed to be looking over me supposed to be extension of god's hand to like guide me you know to be like a mentor in this exactly um and in you know, it hurts so bad because it, it's wrapped up in so much hope and there's like so much light of like, dang, what could be and what mm-hmm. and uh, what's next. And, you know, when, whenever it's not what you experience or it's not what you're met with, it, it can be, you know, I mean, it can shake everything up. Yeah, I remember in a prior episode I'd, I'd said this, but it's like everything hits harder or something hits harder when you don't see it coming. You know, so it's like when when you you I mean, we get hurt in the world. We've all experienced some hurt. Like maybe, you know, you get snaked at school by somebody. It's like, okay, that sucks. But it's like, okay, like, you know, I kind of, you know, I might have expected that. But it's like when you when you get hurt by someone in the church, if someone does that to you in the church, it's kind of like, dang, it's it's getting done from people who you think know better. They they know better. Mm Like you, you know better than that. Like you're following the same God I'm following, these same rules. I mean, this, the same book I'm reading, and it's like you're you're doing this. Like it's that's why I think this church church conversation it's 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 a tricky one because it could definitely be a lot harder to deal with at times because like you, you don't see it coming. And I think in terms of how to respond to being hurt by someone in the church and honestly being hurt in general, a good rule of thumb is just examining the life of Jesus. Like how how did he respond to his hurt? And when I was doing this, the main difference that I saw between how we respond and how he responded was we try to use our hurt as a justification for hatred, but Jesus saw his hurt as an obligation to love. And um, I was reading in Luke, Luke 23, 34, and basically right before this, or this is before he's about to get nailed on the cross. Basically, he's already been spit on. He's already been beaten, carrying the cross on his back. And right before he's about to get nailed, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're, what they are doing. In such a in such a state of pain, such a, a state of hurt, not just physically but emotionally, mentally, in that moment he decides to pray for the very same people that are hurting him. I think a partially why that is is because he understood that in that moment hate wasn't going to change the situation. It, it, it had already been done. It was set in stone. Um, in fact, responding in hate could have made it worse. And I think in that same way, when we when we get hurt by people, that thing had has already happened. Mm-hmm. Responding in hate really isn't going to change the situation, right? In fact, it's just going to make your pain worse in a way, I think. And uh, I remember you you had mentioned a point in one of our episodes that we did. Uh, you say you're complaining about people you're not praying for. So I think in situations like this, I, you're complaining, or I learned like, like my complaining about how someone hurt me isn't going to change the hurt or their heart. So it's like, okay, I'm kind of just wasting, I'm wasting my words with this, right? I think quite literally, 
just how he responded in prayer is also how we need to be responding in prayer as well. Because the heart posture required to pray for someone is not an environment hate can live in. Like that, that heart posture of love when you're walking into that prayer closet, the, that hate can't go, go in there with you. It's like it automatically disarms the hate. In Matthew 5, 4, 4, it says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So I think in that moment, it wasn't easy for Jesus to, to pray for these people, right? He was getting beaten, spit on, like a part of him didn't want to do that, but he chose to anyway. So I think you're, you're either going to, you're either going to use your hurt to hate or you're going to lose your hurt to love. And that's a choice. And it's not, and it's not an easy one at all, but we, we had talked about one of our EPs as well. It's like, you know, love is a choice. And I think a part of that choice isn't just loving people who don't love you back, but also loving people who should have loved you back. And it's, it's not easy, but like in that, like I said, we got to respond how Jesus did in that moment. Like he, he was being hurt by this very same people who should have been loving him. Yeah, that's good. And I, you know, but I think we always have to realize and understand even in that crowd of people that were like beating him were like on that road of crucifixion whenever he was experiencing all this. Those are the same people like weeks prior that said they loved him. Right. They said they were going to be there to the end that were, you know, uh, crying out. Ho- ho- was it Hosanna? Ho- yeah. Hosanna. And, you know, and that, and that comes from. Right, like expectation of like, dang, like, okay, like, yo, what y'all were doing like three weeks ago, I would have never expected that to happen now that I'm at my lowest point, mm-hmm. now that I'm at my most vulnerable state. And that's what happens when we can step into, or like I mentioned earlier, in these different environments where that, you know, when we're interacting with like different, different believers and churches and leaders, pastors, ministers, elders, whoever it is, it's like, yo, at my most vulnerable moment. At, at the at the, at the point in my life where I should be getting the most support, mm. where I need to be lifted the most, it's like now this is where I'm receiving like the most like scrutiny, right. the most backlash, the most hate, especially from the people who are supposed to love me, like right. you said. And it is it is it is one of those things that are difficult. Uh, one of the most difficult things to do because it's just like you know, like you said, it's the least ex- it's the least expected thing, and it's like mm-hmm. yo, like what you know, if you yo, you reading the same Bible I am, mm. you tell you telling me you serving the same God that that um i am is still operating that same that that spirit you tell me you have that heart posture you're responding in that way you're yeah. you're you're interacting with people in that manner and it's the last thing the to to love to to love and forgive is the last thing that you you really want to do but like i mentioned uh i believe in was no religion sometimes we can run the risk of becoming the very thing that we do despise mm-hmm. and so you know keeping that that correct heart posture through prayer is one one of the best things to do and it is a necessity because in my own oh, flesh and yeah. my own and in my own mind my own perspective and how i'm thinking about things like that's the last time. i'm not i'm not fooling with y'all because mm. i'll be done with church people <laughs> like honestly you know what i mean it's just like okay cool but we have to understand that one like that's we can't turn turn away from like the body because that is like god's bride and yeah. who he identifies with and we have to make sure that regardless of like what we're receiving we're still walking out what we're what we were commanded to um and i and i think that that's important and i think also you mentioned like kind of you know what it looks like to really respond to that and i think uh a part of like i guess this church hurt can stem from you know i guess how we respond to like leaders right and more more or less our idolization like of these leaders because i think Mm -hmm. sometimes you know i'm definitely guilty of that like oh same same definitely guilty of putting like my leader and my pastor on like this pedestal where they can do no wrong and you know almost putting this like perfectionism like Mm -hmm. ideal on who they are and how they live their life and like what happens is like we are 
we idealize and like put these unrealistic like, expectations or standards on individuals who are really just like us. Yeah. Right. They're wrapped up in the same flesh and they're subject to their humanity just as we are. And, you know, when you put these people on a pedestal, they're bound to fall from them. Mm-hmm. And it, it is really it's a real humbling experience when you realize the humanity like of your leader of whoever, if that's mm-hmm. a youth pastor, if that's the, the head pastor of a church, if as any type of minister or mentor, you know, spiritual mentor in your life. Because, you know, even for me, like, you know, especially the last three years, I think I saw that progression with like even my parents, like to me, like growing up and still still to this day, I mean, they're my role models and my superheroes. And growing up, you know, I was just blinded by like just the fact that they were like human as well. I just felt like, you know, what I mean, like, yo, like did no wrong. I mean, they mm-hmm. they made sure everything was always all right and OK. And I expected or had built this idea that they were you know, like uh, larger than life mm. in a way that, the, you know, the, same, right. the doubts that I had, the things that I, the struggles I went through that they didn't experience mm. um, because they made it, you know, look so easy and effortlessly like for us to make sure that we, we had everything that we did and, right. we, and that we were raised correctly. And of course, like as I started to mature, we started having like, you know, deeper, just deeper conversations. Like as like, you know, a, a young adult and as a teen, I'm asking them different things. I'm like, hold on. They, they walking by fakes too. Oh, like word. You know they ain't they ain't got they ain't got it all feel, figured out. I'm like, oh snap, bro! <laughs> they tell me, oh, you, you don't have all the answers to, oh, you don't have all all the, you tell me you don't have all the answers. Mm. I'm like, dang, word, right? And it and it was a really humbling experience, and just to realize that, see that see that progression with my parents to see that yo that they're walking in this in the same life that I am, right? And walking by faith and trusting God, and mm-hmm. they have they have doubts too, they have insecurities, they have they have fears, and I think. And that's the thing that happened with just me and like my my perception of my pastor because it, it you just realize like oh snap like yo they fall too they make mistakes exactly. like and and this idolization isn't always even because you like worshiping them in a way it's just the fact that you have so much respect and admiration for them like them as a person it blinds you to their humanity right. humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yo, like, I, I respect this person so much. They've done so much to me. They've poured into my life. Mm-hmm. They've literally changed, like, how I've walked with God, how I've done this, my perspective on different things in life. And, like, you appreciate that so much. It's just like, dang, like, they become larger in life because of the wisdom they have, the gift that they have, the talent, and what, how God's using them. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, at some point, like, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it, your, your whole world almost crumbles. And it's like, like, just like, you know, the floor is, like, just ripped from under you because it's like, dang, like, yo... They make mistakes too. Mm. Oh, they, they fell. They fell into that sin. Exactly. Yo, and, and like this, and that's why, like, yo, these these things come out. And I, this isn't to excuse to excuse anything at all. But you know, they make some mistake. They may they may lie. They may do this. It's like, oh snap! It, it's so magnified because it's what the least the last thing you expected. And it's because you put these people on this pedestal and you gave them the weight that they weren't meant to carry. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned all that because, like, you know, it's important that we understand where where we put our trust in, right? It's not to put our trust in men, but ultimately have our trust ultimately, like, in God. And I want to mention the scriptures in Psalms 146, verses 3 through 5. And it says, do not put your trust in princes nor human beings in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. He returns to the earth, speaking of humans, and that very day his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. So always keeping the main thing, like the main thing, which is I always emphasize, because mm-hmm. sometimes I think a product of our church church can be the fact that we put these leaders like 
in the position that they were never meant to be at. We mm. put these people on on the throne, right? Even if that wasn't, if it was by just admiration of their gift and their talent. And once they even showed a slight bit of their humanity, it broke us, yep. right? Because they couldn't uphold what God can, right? The position that he's supposed to be in. And so not putting your your ultimate, like your, your steadfast trust in man is really like what we have to focus on. So like whenever these things do happen or take place. So we're not putting people in the position they were never like meant, meant to be in or weight they're not, not supposed to carry. Exactly. You know, that's a, that's a good point. That's, that's something I feel like I had to learn from. I was recently having a conversation with someone about how anytime something goes wrong in our lives, like we're so quick to point the finger and nine times out of 10, the finger isn't pointed at us. Right. And I had to learn that with just like my own personal church hurt and things that I went through was that, yo, like I was so quick to blame them. Like, dang, they hurt me. Like, dang, this is on them. It was like, oh, is it really? Because like, if if I never initially put that unrealistic expectation on them, and expect them to be something they're not, then like it never would have happened, you know. So I think that's that's a good point. It's definitely something I I had to learn from in my own personal experiences, and um, also something else is for for the longest time, like just like you said, I always saw mentorship and leadership as people over me that were that were better than I was in the sense that they they didn't make mistakes, right? And then when I learned that this wasn't the case, I don't know. I kind of um, I was gonna say midlife crisis. I didn't have a midlife midlife crisis, but I was just at a crossroads. Like, okay, if that's not what mentorship is, then what is it? Because initially, like, you would think, okay, like a leader is someone who's like better than me. It's like, so I think I was looking for perfection in a leader. When when in all reality, you want to find a leader who's made enough mistakes to learn from. You know, because we always say stuff like you you learn through what you go through. You learn from your mistakes, but that also applies to other people too. Like we like to apply that to our own lives and like excuse our mistakes, but it's like that applies to other people too and shift your, your focus from, okay, they're leading me because they're perfect to they're not perfect, but they're leading me because they've learned from their imperfection. And that's not me saying you should be like under the leadership of someone who's actively like sitting in their sin and constantly turning from God and like doing a bunch of wild stuff. Yeah, or just like made like crazy mistakes. Yeah, just to make them that's not what I'm saying, but it's just sh- shifting that perspective. Okay, like, now all the mistakes they learn through are ones that I don't have to go through, you know, and, and, and stop looking for perfection. That's that's the main point I'm trying to make. You can't you can't look for perfection in a leader. That's not really what that is. It's not what that dynamic is supposed to be, right? Yeah, and that can really like I know for me, like it really I guess in terms of like any church hurt I had or church disappointment, I would say I know I, like church disappointment up until this point in my life, it came from like leadership. And mm-hmm. it not even like directly, just indirectly, like like it was like you saw i saw their humanity and it was just like dang Mm. you know because you put so much hope you put so much trust like in this person to lead you to guide you because they're your shepherd and they're like giving you all this information this revelation that's helping you grow in god in your life Mm. and you know when you look at when you really examine examine them and look at and they they make a mistake not even like in, in terms of like some some large scandal that's completely like you know uh removes them from the church or anything but just like yo a human like a human error right and it's just like bro like dang you know what i mean it's just like yo like you you f- you fell into that like mm, yeah but it's just like dang like you were you were you were that guy you know what i mean like yo like you you were yeah. him like you were that person and you know, even I think we see that even with like, you know, I guess like uh, the celebrities that we, we admire or yeah. something like that. And it's just like, yo, when you start to see like, yo, they struggling like mm-hmm. at times or in moments, you know, small moments, just as I am, it, it doesn't necessarily remove the respect 
that you have for them, but it definitely puts it in perspective of like the the same the position that we're all in. Yeah. Um, which changes which changes a lot. But you you experience church hurt or at least some type of disappointment. Yeah, for what, sure. What did it look like? Um, for me, it was really it wasn't. Um, hmm. My church didn't really have anything to do with like what someone said or what someone did, but what they didn't say and what they didn't do, right? Like it's like advice I felt like I needed that I didn't get, or like you know, so like someone responded in a way I didn't I didn't necessarily expect, or like, or like in some situations like people just I felt like people just overlooked me in a way. So it wasn't necessarily what what they said, but what they didn't and what they didn't do, you know. But just like like we've been saying in that situation, I just had to understand like that wasn't really that wasn't on them. Like I expected them to like read my mind or something like just to, I expected them to see that I was like in a, in a bad place when I was the one like covering up, covering it up. Well, like, does that make sense? Like I would, I would be going through something and then I would go to church. Like, you know, like maybe the pastor would give me a word. He'll, he'll, he'll like, you know, see with his spiritual eyes that, you know, like, I, and I don't know, I expected it was on me. Essentially it wasn't really on them. I was disappointed, but it, the disappointment stemmed from my own expectation, like an unrealistic one. So I mean that's kind of my um my own personal experience with like how I've been hurt in the church before. Um Yeah, and I think I mean honestly this really goes into a conversation about expectations, right? And having it and sometimes I guess not even I would I guess we can't even call them like unrealistic ones. I just think that you know because you know what we mentioned earlier like the basic fundamentals of like what i think a lot of people do experience when it comes to church hurt is like yo like basic expectations of like what the bible calls christians to be mm. does that make sense yeah like it's not even to me i i we can, i can't even put unrealistic on it because sometimes it's just basic like okay as a leader as a shepherd of people these are basic things you're supposed to uphold like as okay as my brother and sister in christ these are the basic things that the bible says laid out in first john right to love to love like mm-hmm. as i did right yeah. to 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 know god is to love and things like that and so i think it's about you know holding people accountable right with the expectation that you have but then just also being re- realistic of the humanity that there's that we're all still in mm. having a balance between the two so yeah and even i mean even in uh, Luke seventeen one, and Jesus talks about the fact that yo offenses will be inevitable, that they will come, and so I think that whenever we were stepping into these spaces, and not that I make that I have this expectation that I will get hurt or that things will go wrong, but when these offenses do come, right when hurt may surface, like I'm not completely thrown off because my hope hasn't, I haven't put all my hope here, right, right, all my hope. And every and where I've laid my anchor of my life and who I who I am and how I operate is not based upon like just the, solely the actions of men at all, but like my relationship with God and His character and who He is and how we've walked out our relationship with one another, you know. And I think that's that's where I'm at now because like you know sometimes it's just like you being like young in your faith, right? And and you having like the you know have, having these desires and expectations from people and when you, and when these do do fall through it's like oh snap like everything's crumbled like mm. you're you're how you how you interact with god is now based upon like okay what what has happened with these people and yeah so i think that's also important too like this this idea of like un you know 
just this expectations and how to manage that well and understand like just being understanding what will happen because it's inevitable even in the in the best places that are that are of grace right that that are showing mm-hmm. love at some point like someone will get offended yeah, right an sure. offense will come and hurt will show up and so understanding that it is inevitable that it will come and so whenever it does happen it's just like oh snap like yo how did this even take place Mm -hmm. because you're no longer searching for like or looking for this perfection that's like you know um that that's just perfection from the body of christ or these people that is completely unrealistic and not and not the case yeah and now i'm thinking about i think even in certain situations um many of us can be wrong or many of us can be in the wrong in terms of our response because, you know, we were talking about how, well, you mentioned the point about how it's kind of just like the basic obligation as like a believer or as a fellow believer in the body to like, you know, uphold certain things. And when they don't, um, that's like, oh, let me see. And when they don't, it's like they're doing you an injustice. But I think when once, because in certain situations it happened to me and I didn't say anything and I didn't speak up, but I think even that that aspect of accountability and speaking up and being honest with them about how how they did me and like how I how I felt about it that aspect of accountability is if I don't do that I think that's even me doing them an injustice does that make sense so I think it's um so I think a lot of us are in certain experiences like I've even been wrong in that way like it's it's cuz it's also my job to hold them accountable to that how do I expect them to change or to keep them from ever doing that again if I don't at least let them know like yo this is what you did. I wasn't rocking with it. Like, this is how I'm feeling. So I think also speaking up in situations like that is something that's very important. And just, like, make sure you're, you're holding, like, people in the body accountable as well. That Yeah, that's that, that's important as well. And I know we've heard. I know people have probably heard it. I know I've seen it a lot. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those, like, you know, recycled tweets in the chicken post that be going around. And, and, there's, and I don't mean to joke on it. It's, it's a lot of ability. Like, it's, it's a valid point. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it's always about like, you know, God didn't hurt you. That was a church. Mm. Right. I know we've seen that one before. And that is that is that is true. And I, I think, you know, since Christians bear the name of Christ, it's always difficult to understand the difference between what God has done to me versus what his people have. You know, and, you know, I, I hear I hear that. And it used to frustrate me because I think it was like just uh, too blanket black and white. Right. Because like I said, like to me, it's just like. You know, if I'm looking at looking at it from other perspectives, it's like, okay, but like, yo, you're telling me you represent Christ. Like you, this is the person that you represent. So if this is how you're acting, is that, a ref- that's supposed to be a reflection of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes we have to realize the fact that like, just because you wear a jersey doesn't mean you're on the team. Right. That's tough. Just because you wear a jersey um, doesn't mean you're on the team. And so like, sometimes even in that statement, God didn't hurt you. That was a church. Well, maybe it actually wasn't. I think we have to be very vigilant and realize, like, you know, the people who, you know, claim to just know Christ who are actually living it out. Because sometimes we can step into places that, that you know, wear the name of God, you know, across across their necks, on their shirts, but don't actually have them in their hearts. Yeah. And so we have to find, like, what the real church is and identify, okay, like, what 
what is like a good church like who 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 is actually living out who's not and then that that helps us even avoid that when we find when we understand like okay what what true true ministries look like and that are actually under under the governance of god but that's what i always had to always realize and understand is that like yo everyone that wears a jersey isn't actually on the team it's that's okay who you know okay yeah you say you claim that we always know like okay they're worshiping with their lips with their hearts are from for me okay right. like you may be saying this but that may be actually who you are so this hurt may be coming from someone who proclaims that they are a christian but they're not actually a part of the church mm. and that's one of the hardest balances to like really just distinguish and always look at but i thought that was important because what you are really what's because what you don't want to do is really your distrust and men to seep into how you're trusting god yeah um Yes, because he is he is the only hope. So, like, your relationship with him is the only thing that you can stand on and what has to be intact. And you can't allow what any other man does dictate what your relationship with God will look like. Right. And, like, you have to, you know, if that makes sense. Like, it sounds so simple, but, like, at the end of the day, like, it comes down to what everyone always loves to preach and talk about, like, this relationship over religion. It really comes down to this relationship. Like, what Jordan does what what offense may come from Jordan, my parents, my my what your youth group, what people in your high school, school in your local church, uh, from your pastor that has nothing to do with how I'm walking out my relationship with God. Mm. Right? It's kinda like because you know how people would be like, Oh, like, you know, sometimes when I I was younger I would have friends and like I, ha- I had multiple friend groups, right? Like I had a lot of different friend groups that right. I associated looking uh, associated with and hung out with, um, that were that like just very uh vary from one another and so like i remember sometimes there would be like one person in one friend group that would see me with another person that i had in this other friend group and they're like oh oh you you talk to them mm-hmm. like oh well they did they did x y and d to me they did they did x y and z to me right. but you can't you can't talk to them you can't be mad you, you i'm i'm mad at them right now mm-hmm. right and they try to like they try to because since like that's your quote-unquote enemy or someone that um did you wrong or, or had something against you that didn't is like like i didn't have to take that on as well mm, right, right? but like my your experience with them isn't my experience with mm-hmm. them essentially you feel what i'm saying and so like i never understood that i'm like yo like that's so goofy like okay just because they may have done you wrong or you may have found been offended by x y and z doesn't mean that that's our that's my relationship with them it's mm-hmm. completely two different things yeah. um yeah, so I think sometimes we can really like just treat God the same way. It's like, okay, like since you know my brother in Christ, brother or sister in Christ offended me or treated me this way and or made me feel that way. Okay, now it's your fault. Like you somehow had like something something to do with like how they interact with me because of your cosign of them or like w- whatever that looks like. Um, so yeah, I think we just have to keep the main thing the main thing and even look at when we're looking at a hurt that that may have happened like just looking at when we're talking about okay like how to get through it it's like, okay like yo even though they hurt me understanding like god is strong enough to heal me that okay whatever hurt offense may have come that he even talked about would be inevitable and happen like yo he has enough power to heal me from that and get me through whatever i may have experienced yeah you got you got so well you got you got you got anything else yeah i'll just uh, leave off the people just kind of reiterating like a point i made earlier just like what being very watchful how you're how you're responding to the hurt and ultimately not not allowing or not trying to use your hurt as a justification for hate or even honestly turning away from the church because like you said earlier like the church is his bride it's referred to as his bride like it's something he died for anything he died for is worth me living for so be be watchful of like because the hurt the hurt is real but you know you got to be careful how you're how you're responding to it now what you say what he what he died for is worth me what 
What was that? Uh, any, anything he died for is worth me living for. That's basically anything it he died for. It's worth you living for, and I think that's really good. Just and I'll and that's what I really leave off on is the fact that don't allow any of this hurt one to pull you away from God, and more important, pull you away from the church, and more importantly, remove you from your relationship with God because that's the only thing you have on. Put your trust what not in the flesh, not in men, not in chariots, not in horses, but in God Himself. God. And that being the ultimate thing that you stand on, and no matter the hurt or offense will come, that He will be strong enough to heal you, right? And to not not to just let these things slide. Of course, hold your brother sisters brothers and sisters are accountable yep. but not allowing these false expectations of perfection right to remove you from the fact that we're all wrapped in this humanity um and i think that's that's the biggest thing when i keep my relationship on my keep my eyes my relationship on him everything will be good and i'm surrounding myself with the right people and discerning the the true places of grace and ministries that are under the governance of god and really living for him then that's what keep that keeps with everything intact because even when these offenses will come like he said um, I'm not wavered, right? My life is now not just completely in shatters because uh, in shambles because it's like, oh snap! Like all my hope was in these people, and it's just like, no, like even though they fail me, God never will, right? Um, because they will, everyone at some point will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just keeping keeping your eyes on Him. It sounds so simple, but like that's kind of what the process I've gone through and what I've been doing, and that's what's been helping me is the fact that yo the only thing that lasts that's that's eternal and that's going to be steadfast is him and if i can stay connected to that then everything else will be good praise god praise god (laughs) no but look as always stay you stay real and stay humble we'll catch y'all next week much love